0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Betting Edge podcast. And today, our guest, the one and only Joe Madden. But first, my name is Ryan Mayday May. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the savant of the sketchy spread, Samir Moneyline, Merji, and we are going to give you guys some bets for the upcoming week. Merji, how'd we do last week?
0: (laughs) Uh, Collectively, we did great, because you are still carrying. Uh, If it weren't for me, we'd be up a lot of units, Uh, but I went over to once again... Uh, we backed both New York teams to cover the Giants. They ended up losing to the to the Detroit Lions. Uh, they definitely didn't cover the minus three. Uh, and then we also had the Jets plus three and a half, which in my opinion was the the bad beat of the week. Uh, the Jets they they were covering that, and the literally the last kick or last um, play of regulation before heading into overtime. Patriots got a punt return touchdown to win the game so that was a little unlucky i mean i really think they would have covered plus three and a half had it gone to overtime like both defenses were playing great i don't think someone was getting a touchdown uh so it's unlucky that it was a punt return touchdown that got us to the loss but on the other side on the bright side you gave us two bangers once again you gave us for stopping to win the uh, the abu dhabi grand prix uh, which both of us were questioning why was that plus 120 who cares he won it easily he's He's won now 15 races this season. Uh definitely has the record. He's looking to keep it growing. How many more races are left?
1: That's it. We're done. 15. That was is it. Now the re- Yeah, <laughs> 15 is now the record. That's why these odds ma- these odds made like even less sense. It was yeah. just, quite honestly fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it, it, it honestly made like no sense. I didn't
0: know was, I wasn't aware that was the last race of the season and that makes zero sense. Like who cares if he already wrapped up the title like it's the last one of the of the season he wants to leave a good taste on the fans mouths. max for stopping winner of 2022
1: no You're... business being plus one <laughs> in any way ever so never thanks... again please bookies get your get your shit together that didn't make any sense
0: I, I mean hopefully they don't get their shit together so we can keep banking on it uh but we got uh by uh, stopping to win abu dhabi and then you also picked england to win the first half against iran and also win the full game of course they did that they ended up winning six to two they looked dominant in that game so that brings our overall total after four this is our fourth episode so after three episodes uh we're seven to five seven wins five losses four of those losses are me and then we're up two units 2.08 units which is great to be honest if you listen to our last episode uh that that just means that we're profiting and we told you guys over time we're gonna profit slow and steady wins the race and if you didn't listen to our last episode, now's the time to go check that out. Episode three, you can learn about unit management. Uh, but, th- but that's it, buddy. We're at seven to five. The Betting Edge podcast is making money so far. And I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to make some money today because I promise you, Ryan, I am going to turn it around. Uh, I mean, I said this from the episode one of the podcast. It is a long-term game. I could lose three weeks in a row, but I promise you, I will turn it around. And I'm going to get us into that green, but thanks for carrying so far.
1: Listen, I am just the host. Yes, I know a little bit about betting, but all of my information came from the guy on the other side of the screen for me. So like, realistically guys, it's going to change. There's no chance that, uh, that that I'm gonna be carrying this podcast.
0: Uh, well, well, I mean, I'm not saying that you're gonna start losing, bro. Keep winning, keep winning. As I'm long as try. I, as long as I can uh, pull my weight, uh, then we're gonna be making tons of money on this podcast. Uh, but that was good. Other than our regular bets, gotta talk about the money line and Mayday matchup. Uh, we are going on to episode four, so that means the fourth one will happen today. However, as you're counting, Mayday is up three to zero. For those of you who don't know the rules, we had, when we originally started, we had picked the World Series to bet on. Mayday, he picked Houston Astros to win the series by at least two games. Uh, because he got that right, he went up 1-0. to And then moving forward, the winner every week gets to pick a side on the next game for the following week. So week two, Mayday got to pick. And, of course, he picked the Chargers to cover, which they did against the 49ers. Then, moving into yep. week three, we got Packers versus Titans. Mayday got to choose again. He rode with the Titans. And did you pick them plus three or on the money line there? I
1: had I think it's them. plus three, right? I think I had them plus yeah. three on the yeah. spread.
0: So, we went plus three on the spread. They ended up winning the exact game. So, you went three and oh, Mayday. What do we got this week for the money line and Mayday matchup?
1: Okay. Well, we're going to look at Sunday night football and uh, just your luck. We're <laughs> going to give you the Packers again, buddy. You're going to have to take the Packers because I am 100% taking the Eagles minus seven on this Sunday night matchup for so many reasons. Like I can give you the same, if you'd like the same reasons that I gave you last week, I can give you them again as to why I'm picking against the tight, the, the Packers uh, they're four and seven this year. They're against the spread. Uh, Philadelphia are even against the spread. The Packers are one of the lowest scoring teams in the league. The the Philadelphia Eagles are really good. And Green Bay has a washed quarterback. Realistically, I don't think there's anything more I need to say as to why I'm on Philly minus seven.
0: I mean, I guess I have to be on Packers plus seven. I just got to hope they keep it tight. But there's no way Green Bay is going to win this game. So I am not having any faith in this bet at all. Maida, you're probably gonna go four and O starting next week, but I mean, I can just hope they keep it close, right? Like Green Bay. I gotta it get is one Thanks- wrong sometime. And it is Thanksgiving weekend, right? So, like hopefully the Eagles players they party a little too hard, be doing so well this season, not being too focused uh, for their game against the Packers when everyone in the league knows the Packers are not making the playoffs, right? So Eagles might take it easy. That's the only hope I have for it to be a close game. But let's be honest, Thanksgiving weekend, all the athletes want to perform, even though they're not playing on Thursday. They're still playing on Thanksgiving weekend. It's a huge weekend in America. All their family is going to be at the games. It's going to be hard for the, the Packers to cover that seven point spread against arguably the best team in the league.
1: Man, we were, if you were listening to our Sports Grid Twitter spaces, we were on it, we were on uh, this afternoon, earlier Tuesday, and we were talking about the Buffalo Sabres getting after it in Montreal before (laughs) their game, and we're like, yeah, they're definitely going to come out and have a really hard time uh, in the first period and scored two goals before we had even got off the Twitter space. Uh, So, like, realistically, Mergie, I wouldn't (laughs) bank on them celebrating too hard on Thanksgiving and then struggling. These guys are professional athletes. Let's be real here.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, our buddy was telling us that the Sabres personnel and team were out partying till really early in the morning. And all of us took that as a sign to bet on the Montreal Canadiens. Nope. I guess uh, partying in Montreal is a good way to reverse your fortunes and turn around that losing streak. I mean, that might be the recipe for success.
1: I don't know. Maybe we should get it done next time we're in Montreal. We'll see. Maybe we'll completely (laughs) blow up after that. Um. All right, Mergy. Let's get into our bets for this uh, upcoming week. So it is the World Cup. So I'm my bets both sit in the World Cup. Do you want to give us something? Uh, in the football with your hands before I so we we sort of take over on this soccer tangent. I'm
0: definitely gonna give you some NFL picks. I gotta turn my fortunes around, right? Like I've been on a stinker as of late. So I'm gonna stick with the NFL and try to get out of that stinker. As best as i can first up we got thursday night football thanksgiving in minnesota give me the minnesota vikings minus two and a half against the patriots i know that the broken line yeah I, i know that the vikings were disappointing against the cowboys but this line is disrespectful i don't think it reflects the talent that is on the vikings team i think the vikings uh because they got shut out so much they didn't score a single touchdown against the cowboys They're going to want to score tons of touchdowns coming up against the Patriots. And the Patriots have not shown that they're a great team this year. Not only that, they've not shown that they can put up any points. Uh, So I think the Vikings will run away with it, especially in the second half. Give me the Vikings to win by at least three points. That's sitting at minus 110. Uh, So that's my Thursday night football game. And then I do have one for you guys for Sunday. Sunday, the Titans are home to the Cincinnati Bengals. And they are underdogs once again. again. Plus 108 for the Titans. These guys keep getting disrespected because people don't trust Tannehill. People don't trust that this team has it figured out. Nah, they're on a huge win streak. Derrick Henry is going to get it done against the Bengals. The Bengals just let up 90 yards against Najee Harris and the Steelers. Gave up two touchdowns hey, those
1: are my Steelers. to Be Najee nice. Harris
0: and the Steelers. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, the Steelers can show up at home and they do play well against the Bengals for some reason, but Derrick Henry and the Titans are a different beast. Derrick Henry, if Najee Harris can get 90 yards against the Bengals, I bet you Derrick Henry's going to get at least 110 and he's going to get two touchdowns. Give me the Titans plus one and a half at minus 110 odds. But I was just going to ask you, Mayday, should we change that to Moneyline?
1: I wouldn't hate the money line. I I genuinely think that the Titans are just going to, are like so undervalued and they probably are going to win this game. If you want to be safe, like you can't, like I kind of like the idea of getting a team that we know we, or think is going to win on this and then taking them on the spread. That seems like the more responsible choice, but this is a really good Titans team playing really, really well, man.
0: Because it's football and the spread is only one and a half. Screw it. Give me the Titans money line plus 108. Uh, Exactly what you mentioned. The Titans have been playing so well. We're going to get it done. Titans money line. And then on Thursday, Vikings minus two and a half. Those are my two bets for the week. What do you got, buddy? You keep your hot streak rolling because we know chances are I'm losing one of my two. So what, what do you got for us this week?
1: All right, well, the Formula One season's done, so I can't rely on <laughs> betting on Max Verstappen anymore, even though that's made me a lot of money all year. So I'm going to pivot to what I know next Next best. Uh, we're going to go with Denmark and draw double chance against France at minus 130. This game's on Saturday at 11 a.m., November 26th. Denmark have have France's number. They have beat them two times in 2022 already in three prior world cup meetings. France has only won one time for whatever reason, the Danes are capable of getting this France team all messed up and they're their bogey team. And we all know what happens when you have a bogey team in football. It's just, you cannot figure it out. Um, This is net Denmark need to win this group to avoid Argentina. (laughs) Theoretically. Well, I mean, I mean, theoretically, to avoid Argentina, although they did manage to lose to Saudi-, Saudi Arabia, Denmark need to realistically win this game to get put themselves in a good position for a good draw into the round of 16. Draw, Denmark, probably, I think they might win the game, minus 130. That's my first bet.
0: I like it. I'm not going to argue with that. I know France looked great today against Australia, uh, but... That backline it hasn't been troubled yet, and they're going to be troubled against uh, Denmark. They're going to be troubled against better teams. And I think that's when they might crumble, especially that midfield missing Conte Pagva. Denmark, double chance is happening. What do you got? Okay? Next?
1: Okay, so then I'm debating, I'm debating between two here, and I want I kind of want your take. So we have Uruguay or draw double chance at minus one fifty against Portugal. Now this game's on Monday. It's the Christian. It's the first like. It's a Cristiano Ronaldo game. Realistically, like, there's a lot of things going on around him in the media. He's officially left Manchester United. Um, it's gonna come down to kind of what goes on in what goes on in the in the uh, Portugal locker room as to whether or not they're a hundred percent. Despite that, Uruguay should be able to play them hard. Whatever happens with Portugal, and. All they need to do is get a point for this bet to hit. I'm kind of a little on the fence about this one. And let me give you the other one before you sort of tell me what you think. USA to beat Iran at plus 105 on Tuesday. That, that's, a, that's a game the U.S. are going to have to win because they're probably not going to get the dub against England. They got their point against Wales. And if they can beat Iran, they should be through. At plus 105. What do you think? Which one are we going to go with, Mergi?
0: So I kind of like both of them. I love the reads on both of them. I do think Uruguay are going to play uh, great this tournament. They have a great team. They're in great form. And they can definitely stick it to Portugal, um, who, honestly, let's be real, over the past few years are not ser- not great winners, right? They're serial drawers. They always draw. Uh, so there's a... that
1: expression again, buddy, serial <laughs> drawers, you're coining it.
0: I mean, like, honestly, like they are the definition of serial drawers. That's how they got their Euro title. So I would agree with you on that one. Like, had you just given me that bet, but because he gave me the option of going with America, give me USA money versus Iran, like Iran. I know their their backs are going to be against a wall, right? Like they lost six, two, if they lose to USA, it's completely done. I mean, it probably is already done, but like to them, it's like, we need this result or it's completely done. However, it's the same thing for USA. USA last game is going to be against, or sorry, next game is going to be against against England before Iran. They're probably not going to beat England. So coming up against Iran, they're going to need a result. And because they choked against Wales, I'm going to call that a choke. They were all over Wales. They should have got the three points from that game. But because they didn't get the three points, they're going to go all out against this Iran team. They're going to dominate them. Give me Iran on the money line, if you were to ask me.
1: Okay, something just changed as we were talking, believe it or not, on these odds. I started this podcast and I looked and the U.S. was plus 105 to beat Iran. Now, minus 130. That's that a huge change, huge jump.
0: Uh, I would still take it.
1: I think it's still probably a a safer bet than Uruguay against Portugal, and it's still us. It's still minus twenty more juice. So like, let's take it. But let's okay. Let's roll with that one. So USA to beat Iran at I guess now minus one thirty. Those are my two bets.
0: Awesome. So we're gonna go for four to zero this week. Actually, this time. Uh, Worst case, we're going 3-1. to I'm not going 0-2. One of my bets have to hit, finally. Uh, I'm going with Titans money line against the Bengals, and I'm going with Vikings minus 2.5 against the Patriots. You, on the other hand, you've been killing it, so let's continue rolling that hot streak. Soccer, what do you got? You got USA money line versus Iran, and then...
1: Denmark draw, double chance draw, minus 130 against France on Saturday, guys. So. Let's see what happens. Next up on the podcast, we have a very special guest. We've been trying to get her on since the beginning. We made it work now. Four episodes deep. The incredible Joe Madden. You guys are going to really enjoy this interview. There's some interesting information about how Joe gets her edge and how she gets some of these bets uh, going on and why she has all this information on trends. Telling you, this is going to be good thank you so much for being here joe it's a pleasure to get to see your face and talk to you sort of a little closer to in person this time
2: yeah absolutely i'm excited i'm honored that i'm your fourth guest on this show it's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait to see what questions you guys throw at me
0: yeah i mean we've been meaning to have you on the show for honestly since we started it we notched you down as one of our early guests uh because you're always dropping knowledge on sports, uh, sports grid, and people are always watching sports grid, and they see you on. So maybe this will give them a, a chance to get to know you a bit better.
2: Yeah, I I love it. I hope um, everyone gets the answers that they've been dying to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's sort of start here. Um, what got you into sports? What What's like an early memory you have that like sort of led you in this in this direction?
2: Okay, so I come from a super competitive family. And when I'm saying competitive, I'm talking, my dad always rooted for the underdog and was a person going against every single person in the home crowd, just stirring up the pot all the time. My mom was a huge um, supporter of the favorites. So she was rooting the home teams on. We always had parties for any kind of sports game that was going on. I did grow up in Australia, though. So we saw a lot of cricket matches, which we know how long those go. Um, And then I played sports growing up. So I was competitive in that area. So I absolutely have always had sports in my life and always loved them.
1: What sort of what sort of like can you pinpoint like a sport that sporting event in particular when you were younger growing up that sort of uh, like sticks out in your mind as something like really special?
2: Yeah, so there was a baseball team and I was um, living in Calgary. I went with my family and it was a competitive team. We don't have it anymore. Can't even remember what they were called. And my dad was just so mad there because he was the only person rooting for this other team that came into town. And I can remember everyone being around him. And it was actually the first time I heard anyone take a bet. Because my dad was like, "I will bet you fifty bucks that the home team isn't winning. Calgary's not winning," and I was like, "What's he talking about? My dad ended not winning. People were booing him, but I remember him uh-huh. collecting money from everyone, and that that's one of those times that really sticks out in my head. And I was like, I didn't realize my dad was that cool back then.
0: <laughs> that's freaking awesome. Like, that's a cool memory. Especially look at you today, right? You're in this industry so uh, so deep into it and and making money yourself. Absolutely. Um, but you had mentioned that you played sports. So what, what sports did you play? Like what was your favorite one to play? What were you good at?
2: Okay. So I bet both of you don't even know this sport. It's netball. It was actually invented in North America. I grew up playing it in Australia. When I moved to Canada, I played for team Alberta. So I got to travel all over Canada. Wow. with it. I absolutely love the game. I wish I still played. It's such a fast paced game. If you haven't seen it, be played it's in the summer olympics um it's like basketball people say without a net or without a backward on the net and you have positions and you can't dribble the ball it's fast paced you throw the ball i played center i was running up and down the court i was the fastest one out there cannot shoot a ball though to save my life so don't ask me to try to sink a basket
0: <laughs> uh, you know I just, you, i just googled it real quick and that looks so hard. I have seen it a glimpse of this going on during the Olympics when I was working for the Summer Olympics over the summer. Um, and I was watching these guys, and I'm like, I have no idea how you do that. So that takes a lot of talent to to play. Uh, but personally, I've never watched a full game myself if I'm being honest
1: my my mom grew up in uh, in England and she also played netball growing up oh. and continually tries to get me to like get involved in it. She's like, it could it could it could be a thing here. It could really be a thing in North America. But um, yeah, I haven't necessarily watched too many games. That being said, it's clearly a very, very difficult sport. Um, next question for you. How, what were you doing before you sort of headed into this industry?
2: Okay, can you guys guess? What do you guys think I was doing before I got into this industry? That's always what I want to know from people.
0: <laughs> uh, well, just based off of you said you were playing sports and you played for Team Alberta... Were you in, in sports? Were you like pursuing sports? Maybe professionally?
1: No. Nope. My, my thought is teacher, but I don't know why. No. I don't know why. I don't have like I a great reason. Maybe just because you, you're constantly giving people knowledge and information. It just kind of <laughs> seems like teaching would be a like solid transition.
2: I wish it was either of those. It would have been much cooler. I was a certified accountant with my own accounting business. Wow. I didn't love wow. it at all.
0: Well, you are good with numbers, right? Like, you you are, that's how you get your angles. And I do see uh, you always give a lot of numbers and that's how you place your bets. So that makes sense. Well, wow, I did not expect that. Did not see that coming at all.
2: I guess yeah, you found it, it makes boring. Sense, but it was so boring. I would go into <laughs> clients' offices and I'd be around the water cooler wanting to talk sports with everyone. And they were like, who is that? They're like, what's the contract accountant? They're like, what? <laughs> no, she's not. So. <laughs> That was my life before this.
0: Wow, this is a complete 180, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Ryan, I know
1: what you're gonna ask. How'd you end up here then?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that is a long story. Um, Well, no, not really, short story too. So I used to always talk sports with my guy friends. I get to the point where, you know, we're sitting around, a game's kicking off, and I had that instinct like my dad, where I was just like, you guys, like this team, is coming out. I was going against those home teams, looking at those underdogs in the certain situations. And my guy friends are like, Hey, like, I need your help because I got a bet with so-and-so. Can you tell me which team you think is going to win this one? And I was like, yeah, okay. They started winning off of my bets. And then, so I started talking more sports with people all the time, um, more at the water cooler with the jobs that I was working. And it got to the point where I was single and dating, and then guys started thinking it was opportunity to bet stuff that should not be bet, um, and not monetary things, and I was like, what the heck is happening in my life? So I wrote this huge rant that my mother pleaded with me to take down on Facebook, and I was like, no, I'm not taking it down, this is what I'm facing, as a single female, That talk sports with people guys think they can bet inappropriate things my mother was like well you shouldn't be talking to those guys (laughs) it's like yes I know mom but that led to me being picked up it kind of went viral by a local company and they had me on to talk sports betting and from there turned out my co-host was a bigger pig than anyone else I'd ever met so I quit went independent and I haven't looked back ever since and just um It's been, I guess I went independent, left my accounting business, uh, sold off all my clients when COVID first hit because I could see the writing on the wall with everything closing down.
1: Wow, that is quite the story. I'm glad you decided to make that post because like, realistically, first of all, it's something that needed to be said. And second of all, you ended up like finally getting to follow something that you actually enjoy. Do you find that Yeah, I was just gonna
0: say that's that's such an amazing story like more women in sports need to uh, hear your story I I honestly believe that and need to look up to you because you've created so much from this and created your own following you have a massive following and and you're doing a lot in the sports industry and I feel like a lot of women are scared for that exact reason uh because there are so many pigs out there which is it's terrible and especially in the sports industry with sports culture um certain cultures like hockey culture, uh, those Mm -hmm. locker room cultures. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to move away from that a little bit. We're, come on, like we're in 2022. We need to be realistic with how the world is and and stop being such, such small minded individuals. Uh, So, so good on you for getting there, seriously.
2: Thank you. And I think there is change coming. There's still, you know, sometimes I open my DMs and there's the old school um, mentality of what are you doing? Who's giving you your picks? Who's scripted you? And it's kind of like, how many hours can I be live on things like this and sports betting shows where they think I'm being scripted? Like. Whoever has an earpiece in my ear must be doing a fantastic job because <laughs> I don't know how they could keep like up with conversations. It's just, it's crazy how some people still think, but I think things are changing. There's more women getting into the industry, and I think a lot of um, the younger generations are so much more accepting of women being in the industry because it's not. Your grandfather's generation, where it's like women belong in the kitchen, women don't talk sports, don't bet sports, they don't know anything about sports, and we don't have that anymore.
1: Do you have any advice for younger women trying to get into the industry?
2: Yes, you have to 100% know exactly what you're talking about. You cannot come into this industry and just expect it to be easy because you're going to be challenged left, right, and center. You can like, and it's happened to me. It's like you've been told you're going to talk about one thing, you get thrown something completely opposite because you are being challenged and they're challenging you in a passive aggressive way without actually coming out and challenging you. You just have to know your stuff. And if you don't, don't sit there and pretend like you do. You're better off saying, Hey, I don't know, than looking like you're trying to make something up because you're going to be called out for that. So know what you know and bring what you know and just. Give it your best every single day and show up every single day and don't give up.
1: Okay, I like that. Um, Do you ever find that the the accounting that you sort of dealt with before, do you ever find that that like sort of plays into how you look at sports betting?
2: Well, you know what, What the more I think about it, I am so nerdy with my Excel spreadsheets. I Excel spreadsheet everything and every tab is linked somewhere to a different team and different stats that I've accumulated over the years. So I guess it really does because I do really look at those trends and analyze them and look at um, goal differentials and that kind of thing. So... I do build pivot tables still, you guys, I hate to say it, but I'm still in that accountant mentality where I am doing things like that.
0: And, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? It gives you a certain edge because like we know in this industry, you got to keep track of everything. You got to stay on top of everything to stay disciplined, right? So I think that's that's great knowledge to, to have on your own. And also everyone watching this and listening, like you should be doing that as well, right? Like you, you can see how successful Joe Madden is by doing all this. You guys can be successful
1: as well. Day-to-day, what does a day look like for you on like a, just a regular a regular Tuesday? What's a regular Tuesday look like <laughs> for you, Joe?
2: Yeah, so it was kind of crazy today. I'm not going to lie. Um, I get up, I have my coffee. My coffee is at this desk first thing in the morning. I'm looking at where lines have changed. I would love to say that I'm getting bets in early the night before, but I have to be honest with you guys. I'm looking at these lines the night before not everything's out and I'm not ready to pull the trigger. I have to do it in the morning. So I'm looking this over. I then leave my desk for a little bit. And I'm thinking about all of these games in my head, trying to really work out which ones of all of the lines I looked at. I like the best. Um And then from there, I'm doing my cup of Joe videos. I'm putting my bets in. Um, I sell my bets at a couple of different places, getting those write-ups in. And then From there, I'm guesting. I'm doing my Pocket with Joe show. And the day just continues to go and continually doing videos, looking at games coming up. Like today, I've already gone over all of the games in the NFL, done my early predictions for Sunday and Thursday, because, of course, it's American Thanksgiving this Thursday. Gone over all of that. Tried to look at the upcoming hockey schedule, because that is crazy for tomorrow. And Huge slate. Yeah. It is huge. So basically, I really am at this desk. Um, I would say from 6 a.m. my time all the way through to about five o'clock, go away for a couple hours, got games on, and then laying in bed. I'm looking at these lines already, seeing where movement has gone. This is not something that you can do three hours a day, in my opinion. I think you just always got to stay on top of things. Things change so rapidly. I was... Um, I looked at lines an hour before my pucket with Joe show, and then they moved like 20 points in one of these games on the ice tonight. And I was like, no, what happened? Why did it move live on the show? And I had to look to see there was a goalie expected, um, that did change that moved the lines. If you don't get these lines when they're moving, you're going to miss out.
1: Murgie, you got any questions you want to throw out here?
0: Uh, I mean... She kind of answered, you kind of answered that while you were uh, explaining exactly what you did, because I did want to uh, add on to that. It is a 24 hour job, right? Like you're, you're paying attention to lines. You're paying attention to trends. you got to be watching all these different sports. You mentioned you you give out hockey picks. You give out football picks. There's hockey every day. There's football multiple times a week. Like you got to be on top of everything. Uh, but I mean, you had mentioned it Thanksgiving football this week. It's going to be exciting. And we could go on talking about about you all day, of course, which I would love to. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think we should get into some football talk if you guys are, are ready for that.
2: Absolutely. Good.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, so, Joe, we're looking at the first the first matchup of the day. We got Buffalo Bills against the Lions. The Bills have been in Detroit for however long um, because of the snowstorm <laughs> over a go week ahead. already. Uh, what do, What are your thoughts? Who do you got for the game?
2: Yeah, this is really interesting. The spread is so large here. It's hard for me not to take the dog at home plus the points in the Detroit Lions. We know the Lions. It's what, 15 games the Lions have lost straight up on Thanksgiving. Could (laughs) they turn things around here? Doubtful. This team, you know, offensively, they're playing well. Defensively, they're giving things up. I do like this over. This total keeps climbing. It opened at 52 and a half. I have to still hit it over at 54 and a half because I do think the Lions can get the points on the board. We know the Buffalo Bills have to. I know they've been in Detroit. They're kind of going to be out of sorts a little bit, but they are averaging 28.1 points per game on the season and 417.4 yards. I think they're going to have a solid one here. I know a lot of trends point to that under, but I just can't get there. I think this is a nice over game. Just because I think the Lions have some um, ability to get these points on the board.
1: Yeah. And if the Lions are going to get points on the board, I still think the Bills are going to win. So the Bills are going to have to further put more points on the board. And like reasonably this, I, I kind of think leaning to the over as well, it's kind of where I'm at. Where are you sitting on Emergy?
0: I, I love the over. Uh, I love that you mentioned that, but you had started off talking about uh, the dogs covering I'm all over that as well. Like the Lions, they've been covering these spreads. You know, they play in tight games. They play in shootouts. And the teams they're playing, honestly, play down to their level. <laughs> that's that's what we've been realizing, right? Like the Lions, they can get their offense going. Uh, but the teams they've been playing uh, haven't been able to stop them either. So give me the Lions plus 8.5. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to go over 54. I think maybe it'll be like a last uh, last drive win situation for the Bills. Or, I mean, it could go the other way and the Bills could blow them out. But I think the Lions will try to put up a fight on Thanksgiving. We'll be trying to get that win. Like you said, they're searching for it. And um, they might have a backdoor cover. We'll see.
2: I like it.
1: All right. What's the next game, Merji?
0: Got the my G-men. My G-men are taking on the Cowboys. So I am a Giants fan. And I'll be honest with you. We don't play well against the Cowboys, right? Like everyone knows that. Eight and a half is a lot of points, but I'm still backing the Cowboys to cover.
2: Yeah, I'm right with you. I think the Cowboys come out and dominate in this one. We did see this matchup already earlier this season. Cowboys got a 23 to 16 win, and that wasn't with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is in, not Cooper Rush. I did like Cooper Rush, though. I really like what we saw out of him. But I think what we've seen out of this team, I think this defense is something incredible out of the Cowboys they're able to hold the Vikings to only three points in that huge blowout win that they're coming off 40 to three and I think this defense here looks like their defense that they had what back in like the 1970s it was just absolutely phenomenal Mika Parsons is a mic drop he's playing so solid out there I'd be like If you can get him to get a sack or an interception on the Giants. I hate to say it because I know you're a Giants fan (laughs) and I know you're riding with the Cowboys, but I think this one is just a dominating win here by the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, honestly, like uh, you don't need to say sorry. I know the Giants are a little overrated. They're not as good as their record uh, says they are, but I'm excited. Like they are showing signs and uh, Saquon is obviously a stud. However, against the Cowboys. Cowboys defense. Give me the defense. Give me Cowboys minus eight. I think I'm taking that. I feel like closer to the line is going to shift a little, um, but I don't think Daniel Jones is going to handle the pressure well against the Cowboys.
1: How about you, with me, the cow- I've rolled with the Cowboys pretty heavily this year. When I drafted my fantasy team, I drafted four Dallas Cowboys. Believe it <laughs> or not. Wow. And so it's been it's been a little bit ridiculous for part of the, uh for the bye week. But other than that, like other than Zeke, it's been they've been pretty good across the board. Zeke finally, t- finally put something up last week. Dak is looking good. And as you, you guys said, that defense is ridiculous. Uh, I'm with the cow- I'm with the Cowboys plus I'm with the Cowboys against the spread. And uh, it's yeah, nine just- and a half right
0: now, actually.
2: Yeah, it's moved right nice. up.
1: Yes. I just think they're. this is a really good team. And, like, there's always so much media, negative media attention around the Cowboys, like, always. Um, And it's one of those teams that even when they're great, the media will still kind of find some things to sort of pick at them. This is a damn good team that's a Super Bowl contender with no shadow of a doubt, in my opinion.
2: Absolutely.
0: And last game of the slate, uh, Vikings, you mentioned they – absolutely destroyed vitalis over the weekend right they couldn't put up points in their own building yeah how do you think they're going to bounce back they're at home again um how do you think they're going to do in this one
2: yeah i think they have to bounce back this minnesota vikings team is eight and two on the season they've only had those two losses it's it's a lot i think if they hadn't lost by such a terrible fashion to the cowboys they would have come into this game at at least four and a half, five point favorites in this one. So I think we're getting them as a gift at laying only two and a half points over the New England Patriots. We've seen the Patriots struggle to be able to move the ball offensively. I don't have trust in Mac Jones. I know Bilicek's coming in here. We know Bilicek's strength on a short week. We know Bilicek, um at Thanksgiving, but it's interesting. He's only come in as a dog once. On a Thanksgiving game, that was versus the Lions back in 2000. He was a six-point dog in that one. The Lions completely blew him out of the water, 34-9. to So I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings to come out here. I know it's Kirk Cousins in prime time. Never (laughs) fun to bet with Kirk Cousins in prime time. But he is 2-0 against that spread on Thanksgiving Day. So I have to back in here. I have to back the Vikings to bounce back.
0: You know, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I'm agreeing with you on all three games. Like, I agree with the Vikings. They have to bounce back, right? They're the much better team. And because they got shut out so offensively, they're going to want to score a lot of points. They want to prove that their offense can get it going. Dalvin Cook's going to have a game, I think, against the Patriots. Um, So give me the Vikings minus two and a half. I think they'll win the game. And Kirk Cousins' prime time, uh, he'll be wearing those chains again on the way home. (laughs)
2: <laughs> this, this, what a doppelganger he kind of is, of he, self, really is. Right? he really
1: is <laughs> this, this spread is completely disrespectful honestly to how well this Vikings team has played this season and I think you're right Joe it's probably a lot to do uh, because of the Bill Belichick factor and like how the Patriots have been in past but realistically those were really good Patriots team and teams and that's why he came in as an underdog only once and the last time was literally 22 years ago like it's, this is, this, this line doesn't make sense to me. The Patriots are nowhere near as good as the Vikings and they're going to win by more than a score. Like, it's just, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. I just don't see it. Um, before we head off, we're running towards the end of our time here, Joe. I did want to ask you one more thing. I kind of want to know where your sports fandom lies. If you could like give me a couple teams, where, where, where are you? <laughs> like what gets, what gets you going? Which teams really get you riled up?
2: OK, so in the NFL, it, it pains me to say it is the L.A. Chargers. They have <laughs> not been a solid team. I know, but I used to um, watch college basketball a lot when I was younger. Um, Antonio Gates played college basketball with Kent State, and I didn't know he transferred over into the NFL. And so when Rivers threw past Antonio Gates, Versus the San Francisco 49ers, I fell in love with the L.A. Chargers because that was my Antonio Gates that I watched on the basketball court. So that's how I became a Chargers fan in the NHL. I am a Calgary Flames fan, of course. <laughs> I love my Flames. Hopefully we can get our season rolling nicely because we've had some struggles as of late Um, for baseball. You know I have to root for the Toronto Blue Jays. It just happens. And then in basketball, you guys, there's a couple teams. You got the Blue Jays on your wall?
0: I got the Blue Jays right here, too.
2: (laughs) Nice. I love it. I'm so happy to hear that. And then I've got a route for basketball. Um, I like the Toronto Raptors. I like the Lakers. But who bets the Lakers this season? If you're beating them, you're making a lot of money. Um, And then college football, it's the Buckeyes all day long. Yes. I really need Justin Fields to start having a good time because I rooted hard for him coming into the league, but yeah, the Buckeyes. And I saw a yes out of you Buckeyes as well.
1: Yeah. Buckeyes as well. I'm kind of <laughs> new. I'm kind of new to the whole uh, to, to college sports in general as North America in uh, Canada, it's, it's kind yeah. of a little bit different to get into it. We don't have anything like that here, but yeah, without a doubt, they're closer. They're one of the closest spots to me anyway, in Toronto. So I can at least oh, like- find myself over at a game.
0: And, and at least Justin feels like he's been playing so good recently. I think he's gonna get pull it together. I feel like the Bears have a young stud in that one for sure. And shout yeah. out Calgary. Calgary's a great team, but the Toronto Maple Leafs are the best Canadian team in the NHL. I'm gonna have to say it. I was
2: <laughs> <Don't laughs> waiting for that one to come.
0: <laughs> Even if I don't believe it,
1: I'm gonna say it. <laughs>
2: The media believes that that's all that juice in those lines.
1: That's it is you literally, I was thinking, I was thought, I thought about this qu- recently because uh, I have a couple buddies. One of them moved from Calgary lives here right now. He's yeah. with me covering the Leafs every single day outside the stadium. And buddy told me he was going to wear a Van Riemsdyk jersey <laughs> next time. For whatever reason, the Leafs are intoxicating yeah. in this market. And, and like, it's just that's why in the- Toronto. But in Toronto, it makes it. even non-Toronto fans kind of fall in love with it a little bit. There's nothing they can do.
2: Oh, I love that. It's it's great when the city supports the teams. That's for sure.
0: And Joe, I was meaning to ask you before you uh, before we let you go, World Cup. It's going on right now. You had yeah. mentioned you you grew up in Australia. Uh, of course, you have ties to America with uh, with your industry, and then you live in Calgary or around there. Not around there, you live in Alberta. So yeah. Who are you supporting for the FIFA World Cup?
2: Okay, so you know I'm going to be rooting for Australia. I've got to root for Canada. I love the kind of like fairy tale behind Canada not being in it for the last 36 years. 1986. So many people weren't even born that are probably watching this right now. I wasn't
0: born. (laughs) That
2: was the last time they were in. They went scoreless. Heads up. I like them to get a goal tomorrow versus Belgium. I think both teams score in that one. I think it's going to be a fast paced attack, but I got a route for Canada. I go oh. for Canada, America, and Australia. And then if it get, it won't get down to those three, but if it ever <laughs> did, then I would have to draw my lines. <laughs>
0: that's fair. It'll never go down to those three. So that's a good <laughs> yeah. way to look at it. You can just cheer for all of them.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I backed that both teams to score tomorrow. Canada or Canada are going to surprise people. You heard it here first, guys. I mean, you probably didn't hear it here first, yeah, but you've heard saying. it here as well. You've heard it here as well. Hey man, after right. today, after
0: today, I'm I'm a full believer. Let's go Canada.
1: It can happen. Canada. Anybody can beat anybody. It's the world cup. All right, Joe, thank you so much. Uh, Hopefully we can have you on again soon and maybe dive a little bit deeper into some of uh some of your sports memories, chat a little bit more. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Oh, the pleasure was all mine. You guys keep up the great work. I love the show. I love everything you guys are doing.
1: Buddy, we got to get Joe on again asap. She's so knowledgeable,
0: man. She's not like this is why we wanted her on the podcast. She comes on the spaces, she gives so much knowledge. She goes on Sports Grid TV and she's always right about these best. This last weekend, she had Cowboys and Bengals both hit. Um, Props to Joe. I mean, hearing those stories about how she got into the industry. This is definitely a leader in the industry and someone that everyone needs to know and get to know.
1: 100% agree. Uh, just incredible all the way through. You can follow her at Joe Madden Sports on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter as well. We are on Sports Grid's Twitter Spaces every Thursday for Thursday night football. We're on there before the game starts around 6 p.m. Eastern time. We are on Sports Grid's TikTok at Post game on Thursdays after the games. We're recapping the Thursday football action and we're looking at the Sunday lines as well. You can find us all over their Instagram, giving you daily World Cup roundups. We are around. It's not hard to find us. Go to my Twitter at Mayday Sports underscore Samir's Twitter at Mergy Moneyline for all of the information including our next episode of the betting edge where we will inform you what we're going to be teaching you this episode we are teaching you about parlays
0: the best or worst thing in the world
1: (laughs) made it
0: you know it's my most hated (laughs) hated thing uh, when it comes to betting (laughs) Personally, I have a lot of fun when I do parlays. Uh, they are fun. And I think they're needed to uh, kind of relax a little bit and put some put a small unit on a parlay and just enjoy kind of the slate ahead of you or a UFC slate, for example. Uh, but basically, a parlay, if you guys are wondering what a parlay is, a parlay is just a wager type in which two or more bets are combined together to create one bet. And that one bet essentially has a higher payout. So the catch is that all of these selections have to win for you to get your money. If you get four out of five, you're not getting your money. If you place five bets in your parlay, you combined five bets together to create a five bet parlay, all five bets have to hit. And that's why I don't love them personally.
1: Yeah, well, every time you add another bet on top of a bet, your odds become exponentially worse. that to hit and like (laughs) obviously they try to reward you by multiplying the values together and you end up with way higher values on your parlays and bookies will often try to push you with an extra 25 bonus on your parlays and the reason is they are making so much goddamn money off of our parlays so much money
0: So much money because they know that the chances are so low for people to consistently be hitting parlays. And so since we stress responsible, profitable, disciplined sports betting on the betting edge, we said that from day one, we're going to say that till the end, we suggest do not place parlays that often. When it comes to wanting to place a parlay, maybe do it after you've made like, 50 units profit. Don't do it until you get to that because you're going to get too excited trying to guess everything right and trying to get that huge payout that you're going to end up losing a lot more money than you would have if you just bet each bet individual.
1: I know it's intoxicating, like winning a big parlay win, like, there's a reason why everybody's doing parlays. There's a reason why we're always talking about, Oh, maybe we could throw these couple things together. (laughs) And like that win is one of the reasons people get addicted to gambling. And like, that's not, that's not in any way, uh, us saying, don't, don't use, don't like ignore parlays completely because like realistically, even the best sports gambler, the most disciplined sports gambler came from someone generally was sitting around with their buddies watching games they may have even started with parlays they have a place and after we sort of get past this like like you shouldn't do parlays situation (laughs) that we're in right here we're going to talk about what if you want to ignore that advice and do a parlay anyway sort of how you can do it yeah realistically though guys like it just isn't a way to make money if you want to be a smart disciplined uh profitable sports gambler don't multiply your investments together.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, just realistically maybe you just put it out right there. If you want to be a smart, disciplined, profitable sports better, then you have to have to stay disciplined. That's the key part of that. And being undisciplined is betting on five things to happen. And then hoping for all five of those things to happen, right? Statistically speaking, that's not going to happen. And if three out of those five things happened, and you bet each of those individually, you profited money. But because you'd put all five of them together, you lost money. And then you have to wait for next time and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that's essentially it about parlays. We gave the definition. Uh, for an example, like you can parlay point spreads together with money, money lines, with over-unders, with player props. Uh, you can parlay pretty much any aspect of the games that you want that the bookie will allow you to parlay together with other games. Or, for example, you can parlay multiple things to happen in the same game, and that's called a same game parlay. So the, there's so many options when it comes to parlays, um, and that, honestly, that's just to tempt you into it, and that's just to tempt you to bite. Uh, because as Mady said, these bookies are making a killing off of people losing off of parlays because people think they're gonna guess every NFL game right on Sunday. And there, or even then people think they're going to guess three or four NFL games right on Sunday. And let's be honest, the NFL is the most unpredictable sport in North America. So it's not going to happen every Sunday. You're not going to hit those parlays.
1: All right. Well, now that we've gotten the serious part out of the way, (laughs) I'm going to ignore our advice. I'm going to, I, I don't give a shit about what we just said. F that stuff. Let's move on. I want to make a parlay anyway. Let's say we're doing it. Let's say we're like chilling with the buddies. Our buddy's not an investment gambler, but he sit. we are. We're sitting and our buddies are asking us, what the hell are they putting in their parlay? <laughs> what are some things I should be looking for if I want to like minimize my risk when I'm making a parlay?
0: Don't put too many things in the parlay. Uh, so maybe keep it to like a three to five team or parlay max. Why? Why would you go putting eight to 10 things on a parlay, when you can leave it at three to five, that's already hard to hit. Uh, but more importantly, more important than the amount of things you're putting in the parlay, the most important thing is don't put a lot of money on it. Don't put one single unit on a parlay, put like half of a unit, maybe even a third of a unit on a parlay, maybe even a quarter of a unit on a parlay, right? The odds are so big for a reason. You're going to get a good payout. If all things happen, Um, but at the end of the day, it's not likely that all things are going to happen. So for you to have fun out of it and to at least enjoy your night and not lose a shit ton of money, just put a small amount on the parlay. And then if it happens, you're going to ride that high. And even if you, even though you're going to win a smaller amount, um, compared to if you put two units on it, you're still going to be intoxicated after winning five games in a row. So like, it's just simple, simple as that. Don't put a lot of money on it. And then that that's my advice.
1: Okay. All right. So I'm wearing my John. Let's 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 have a little bit of a look here. pull up (laughs) while I'm talking here, Samir. Pull up Sunday's World Cup games for me if you can. Uh up on up on whatever your sports book that you're using, pull it up there. And uh I got my David jersey on. You got your David jersey on the wall, right up right up over there. So we might as well look at what Canada are doing on Sunday. So (laughs) I'm gonna be sitting with my boys. I want to get a game, I want to get Uh, Parlay going that includes Canada here. Let's see. what, What do we have? We have Japan, Costa Rica. Minus 155 for Japan. Plus 480 for Costa Rica. Belgium, Morocco. Minus 160 for Belgium. Plus 470 for Morocco. Croatia, Canada. Minus 130 for Croatia. Plus 390 for Canada. And Spain, Germany. Plus 135 for Spain. Plus 195 for Germany. So. Mergy, what would we do here?
0: You said you want to include a parlay that includes a bet on the can again.
1: It depends. If I I I'm gonna watch Spain Germany too.
0: No, hundred percent. So if we're gonna make a parlay, well, let's say one leg from each game. That way you can kind of enjoy the whole slate. Be a okay. Four a four legger. Uh, I mean, this would be a I good like test. That. Why don't we create one for the pod?
1: Okay. Create a four legger.
0: We ride with it. It's a good lesson because next week we're going to come and be like, oh, three out of four hit.
1: That's <laughs> okay, right. So then let's start with Japan, Costa Rica. That's the first game. Okay. Uh, I th- If I have to pick something in this one, I might go with both teams to score at plus 114. I love that.
0: I was going to say, if you're going to look at these, um, if you're going to pick like, if you're going to make a parlay out of four games in the world cup, which is already so hard to predict maybe avoid looking at picking a side or a winner. Yeah. Uh, for for example, we're going to get to the Canada game later. I was going to say, let's avoid choosing a winner in that one. Uh, maybe for look sure. at a, a total or look at a player prop. Uh, for soccer, it's a little harder finding the player props uh, because obviously their stats aren't as calculated or you don't get as many of them in soccer as you do in other sports. Uh, but if you're doing like a, a basketball parlay, maybe look to get four different players in four different games to hit their point totals or something like that. I feel like those are much easier to predict than choosing a winner in five straight games. But we are looking at the World Cup here. And the one the one thing I do love in this game, other than both teams to score and I want to get your opinion on it, is the under. Under What's three under? and a half goals.
1: Oh, yeah. No, let's do that.
0: Hefty. It's hefty. But if you add that in with what we're going to do, three more teams, we can get into plus odds and maybe get a spicy parlay.
1: Okay. So that's hitting at minus 440, right? Is that what yes. you see that as? Yes. Okay. So let's add that as our first one in the Japan-Costa Rica game. Then we're going to go to Belgium Belgium-Morocco. So let's go back to that game now here, and we are go. What are you thinking about it? What are you thinking we might want to take in this one, Samir?
0: Man, it's mm. hard to predict all this without seeing these guys play it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, reasonably, we could go. I, I, I think this one is probably going to be a Belgium win. I wouldn't mind throwing Belgium minus 160 on this one.
0: You know, just... I agree with that. Like, let's be real. If we're, if you and I are predicting, I know we're a little biased, but a lot of people are predicting Canada to put up a fight against Belgium in game one. Then Belgium needs game two. They need that money line win. So give me Belgium minus 160. We'll definitely add that to the parlay. Currently, just those two give us minus 101 odds. And that is why parlays are so dangerous, because we just added two things that have very crappy odds uh, together and it gave us beautiful odds that someone would bet on and make good money off.
1: Yep. All right, let's go into the (laughs) Croatia-Canada game now.
0: Croatia-Canada game.
1: This might be the one to throw both teams to score out. Like,
0: I agree, but I also think an under 3.5 is good in this one too.
1: I'm I'm in for it. It put we are if we add that in at minus 350, we're at the plus 156 here, and all, and all and two of the things we predicted is for there to be less than three goals in a world cup game, less which than is four goals, less than four goals yeah. in a world cup game, which is very likely. Yeah, exactly. It. Let's do it. I don't think we should overthink that, yeah, because okay, like one.
0: at the end of the day, cost uh, Croatia, sorry, doesn't really have anyone who's going to score goals, they can't go through a shootout with Canada. They can't. No. Or they're going to lose. No. So, no. yeah. So it's, it's about it's about game management. I think that'll be a low-scoring game. And then the last one do on the dog. you think
1: Spain-Germany is going to be a low-scoring game too?
0: Uh, like at I minus mean, 280?
1: I definitely
0: do. Plus I definitely
1: 248, do. guys. If we were to just <laughs> say there's going to be less than four goals in three of the games on the slate, we're sitting at plus 248. <laughs> Like yep. if I saw a money line at +248 and I hit it I'd be celebrating in my room.
0: Yeah. no, +248 beautiful eyes Made it. I'm good to ride this parlay.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 in. Let's do it. Why not?
0: All right. And this is a good test to you guys. It's a good lesson here. If we win it, we were just super lucky, okay? Let's be real, but we did find good angles. Um we were betting on things that were -400, right? Like they're like those things are almost guaranteed to happen. And so like Plus 248 is still good odds for these four things. But I know people are looking at this parlay and being like, I want plus 5,000 odds. No, that's not how you make money in betting. That's not how you make money long-term. And that's how you're going to go broke. So let's stay profitable. Mayday, there's a chance we win this. I'm a little hyped for it. I even though know, we start, Even though we started the segment saying that we're going to lose it, Like, there's a chance we win it. Uh, and then if we do lose by one, It's a beautiful lesson showing how excited we are thinking this is a perfect parlay, but then it's sports. Anything can happen. An underdog could win like Saudi Arabia beat Argentina in game one, and we could lose the parlay by one. But that being said, we're taking Belgium money line and under four goals in the rest of the games on Sunday. So that's between Japan and Costa Rica, Croatia and Canada. And Spain and Germany, all three of those games to get less than four goals parlayed with Belgium Moneyline at plus 248.
1: All right. Well, my cat's starting to wake up and make noise at me uh, in the room. So I guess that's our cue to get the hell out of here, Mergi.
0: Send us home, buddy. I mean, we had a great episode. Uh, Love learning about parlays. It's definitely fun, but definitely not a great way to stay profitable in sports betting. Joe Madden greatest guest one of the greatest guests that we've had so far man we've had some bangers coach young banger so far sports rage now joe madden make sure you guys tune in to that interview that we had with joe madden it was amazing uh, totally. and
1: owen and christian man we had some great yeah. guests so far dude we've been so lucky honestly heard- guys thank you all for listening thank you all for hopping on these podcasts yeah we appreciate your. Uh, we're, we're
0: gonna keep getting some banger guests uh, on this especially some big sports grid personalities so stay tuned for that uh but to recap our, our bets i gave out titan's money line versus the Bengals, vikings minus two and a half against the patriots you gave out you can you can say that. uh
1: i gave out england to beat uh sorry the usa to beat iran at Minus 130. That changed from plus 105 when we started. And Denmark double chance or draw win against France at minus 130.
0: Perfect. We're gonna go 4-0 for that. Between the money line Mayday matchup, unfortunately, we got the Packers game again. Sunday night football, Packers against Eagles. Mayday's on Eagles minus seven. I'm on Packers plus seven. Let's go A-rod. One more win for the books or at least cover <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's all i have to be honest hopefully we get these bangers hopefully we hit our parlay uh just a quick re- recap of the parlay belgium money line under three and a half goals in all three games of japan costa rica croatia canada and spain versus german gamble responsibly everyone enjoy the world cup it's freaking sick so far and most importantly let's cash baby Let's <smart noise> go.